Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Welcome to Life Point. I am your host, Tom Doherty, and I'm glad you are listening today. And I am very privileged to have the host of Bible on the Frontline, Pastor Max Buchanan, with me today. Hi, Max. Hi, how are you doing? I am just lovely, thank you. And and Max uh, is, of course, uh, the associate pastor of the church that I'm at. I'm one of the pastors, too. And uh, Max, uh, this he's been running the Bible on the front line on Sundays at 10 a.m. I know most of you are probably at church, but actually he's going to start helping me in this show quite often, and we're not going to be running uh, that show as of uh, soon. So anyway, I thought I'd let you know that. But Max, I'm glad to have you aboard, and hopefully we'll have a lot of time to be able to go through things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and so I want you guys to get, get to know him via this show, because I'm going to be gone. I'm taking a two-month sabbatical in May and June, and I'm, I've asked Max if he would uh, uh, continue and run the show while I'm gone. And so that way you'll know, and I'll be back, and then Max and I will join up again. And so he'll be here off and on with me throughout the next uh, several months, as it's a very busy time for me as legislature begins, and it's uh, so my time isn't quite as open as it was. So, Max, we should have a lot of fun together. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that Pastor and Tom and I do well. We've worked together for eight years, and uh, we've had a lot of fun. We have. In fact, some of our highlights, uh, probably our greatest highlights, and was when we were in COVID and you and I would do uh, the messages duly at at remote sites, lakes, yeah. deserts, you name it. We had all sorts of ideas, and they went really well. Yeah, it was really funny. There's one story in particular that I like <laughs> that we shot out in the desert, and we had the mics and everything like that, but for some reason, it was super windy. And so it was funny because I'm sitting there editing it, and there's nothing I can do, but we need to get it out. And so there's like tumbleweeds going in the background <laughs> yes. and whistle pigs and all kinds of noises, and it was just crazy. And so... That's one of my favorite times because we're trying to give this and our Bibles are flapping everywhere. And it was just one of those things that was a, a hilarious disaster kind of deal. And people actually ended up liking it. We got a lot of comments like, hey, the wind noise was a little distracting, but it was funny. Yeah. And so we've had a lot of those moments where we're just like, what are it we doing? Fun. And it was funny it and was fun. fun. So and those whistle pigs, they were, they were standing up, making all those noises. Yeah, we're like, we never <laughs> see it when we're out here normally. Isn't that funny? It's just like a yeah. plague of whistle pigs. Then so we did good. one. And even over at Swan Falls, looking out over the dam. Remember yeah. that one, you know? And, yeah, that and one was super nice and super fun. Did, Not as windy. Then we did several at the lake over mm-hmm. at, in Eagle. And, yeah, it was and awesome. And we talked about, we never got it done, though. We talked about going out on the reservoir oh, yeah, in a, a boat, boat. And, yeah. and doing it from a boat. But, yeah. uh, but We're going to make it happen one day. You know what? Those are creative things. And, you know, God used us during that time. Mm-hmm. And I went to lunch with a guy today, and he just said, you know, you guys did really well during that uh, uh, time down. And, I, I, you know, I think God blessed us, and yeah. it did go well. So Max and I have had a lot of time banner off each other. Max is a uh, uh, came out of a Bible college, and I'm telling you what, God's blessed him with a lot of knowledge, and I love uh, being able to feed off him and uh, so we can feed off each other. So let's pray and then we'll, we'll roll. Heavenly Father, thanks for the day. Thanks for Pastor Max and his lovely family. God bless him and thank you for a young leader like him that can uh, take things and, and run. And God be with our listeners. May we follow you. May we uh, listen to your word and respond to it. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Well, Max, we're going to talk about Acts chapter 17 first, and I'm going to turn you loose because you you've been doing a study on this for some sermons, so I'm gonna uh, 
I'll let you talk some, and I'll intervene, and, and we'll just see what goes here. Mm-hmm. So chapter 17, we see this. When they had passed through Amphipolis and uh, Polonia, they came to Thessalonica, where <laughs> those are big words, where <laughs> there was a Jewish synagogue. As his custom was, Paul, and this is interesting, as his custom was, mm-hmm. Paul went to the synagogue, and on three, three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and providing that the Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Christ, he said. Some of the Jews were persuaded and joined in Paul and Silas, as did large numbers of God-fearing Greeks. And not a few prominent women. And, right on. Well, and that says, and not a few prominent women. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's just kind of phrased out weird there. It's just talking about kind of a, what's going on in the situation. But basically from that structure is we're seeing that uh, you have all these different types of people that are coming to Christ in Thessalonica. Uh, what's interesting about this is Thessalonica is the church, the, the Thessalonians, right? And so Paul goes on to write First Thessalonians, but this story is just really captivating because of not only the place, uh, which is Thessalonica, but also just the way in which things happen. If we look at uh, what it says here, like you were saying, he was accustomed to this. We know on Paul's missionary journeys... This is in the second missionary journey. Oftentimes he would show up to the synagogue and he would reason with them. The Greek word there is dialega. It means to have a dialogue with. And so I think that that's like the first point of interest that really sucks me into the scripture is that he's there and he's showing them the scriptures. So in a loving way, he's going to these Jewish people. And then all of a sudden there's enough momentum where these Greek people are coming in and stuff like that. And he's going, look, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. And he's reasoning with them through the scriptures. I love that term reasoning Mm -hmm. because reasoning doesn't mean you're cramming, does it? No. Again, there was people that didn't believe. So it's not like he was like... You know, not letting people go do their own thing. He was allowing the Holy Spirit to work. Right. He was just presenting the dialogue, having conversation with them. And that, that just leads me to think about evangelism and the way that we yeah. approach it. Um, oftentimes, I think that we get intimidated. We feel like, oh, our, it's our job to save people right. and these people's blood are on our hands and stuff. But in reality, it's the Holy Spirit that's going to yes. talk to them. Amen. And I think that the most times that I've been successful is when I let God be God and I do what he's called me to. And, uh, and I was thinking about that because you said back in the day when you were youth pastor at Vancouver um, that you guys would go out witnessing. And right. so uh, you, talk a little bit about that, because that's super interesting. You guys would pray, right? And then go oh, we, we had uh, literally one of the most godly youth groups, I think, ever. We had a group that grew in the things of God. And so what we would do, and it, it was a group of a couple hundred. I mean, it was a very large group. But we would meet, and we would pray together in a group. And, and those groups would can be kind of broke up, so we'd maybe have 50 or 60 of us. And we would just pray that God would anoint uh, what we're going to do. And so what we do is we'd go to like the mall and people would break up into groups of two and one would go and they'd sit on a park bench or something uh, inside there in the mall. And the other one would be out there praying that God would open up a door. Mm-hmm. And this happened uh, all over in a lot of different uh, settings. And then we would meet together at a park or somewhere, come together, sit around, and everybody would share their testimony of what God did. And it was huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was huge. Mm -hmm. Because I think 
people were praying for the other person and we just allowed God to open up doors. Mm -hmm. We didn't force anything. We didn't go saying, we're just going to start speaking to these people, but let God do it. And he opened up. I wish I could tell you some of the stories. They were just absolutely fascinating how Mm -hmm. God worked in miraculous ways. And even it led to one man, one guy, one time on a Sunday morning at church, he felt the call to to play the piano and and sing, and he'd never played the piano before. Hmm. He never played the piano before, and he just God laid on started to play the piano, and he went up, and all of a sudden he started playing the piano wow. like he'd been playing for years. <laughs> That's and crazy. singing, and the Holy Spirit moved mm-hmm. in in powerful ways. But I think Max, the the key is here is like you said, you know. The idea of reasoning with people, the idea of letting God open the door, you you hit it on the head. Mm-hmm. It's all the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to move and open doors if we're going to really be effective for him. Yeah, and exactly. In First Thessalonians, which is the book that we're heading towards because this is the planting of the church, um, he, the Paul the Apostle says that. He was like, you've received the gospel with conviction because of the Holy Spirit. And so it's saying the Holy Spirit was doing the work. And you received what God had for you. And uh, this portion of scripture also, it says that there was three Sabbaths. So we're talking a month's time. Right. That's not a long time that he's there for. And the rest of the story, which we'll get to eventually um, and kind of talk through, is he basically gets thrown out of Thessalonica. You know, and so this church is a young church of baby Christians. And then the other thing that I wanted to kind of know in this, like we were talking about, was that they went to the synagogue, so there were some Jewish people that became Christians, and then there were some people there that would have been polytheists, they would have been Greeks, and then they got the fear of the Lord put in them. And that's what uh, Paul says in First Thessalonians also, is you turned away from idols to follow the one true God. And so you can imagine, we're not only talking a church of baby Christians, but people coming in with all sorts of different baggage due to their past beliefs. Like, You know, if we think that church is tough today with the different things that go on in people's lives, imagine a people that have been grown up in polytheism their entire life and then devout Jewish people coming to Christ and then now having to figure this thing out. Now Paul the Apostle, which we're going to get to, uh, eventually is thrown out of there and they're just left to their own devices to be a church. Like that is, you would have very little hope for that situation, I think. Well, I would guess. And, you know, like you said, they're a young Christian church. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even today, uh, you know, of course, a lot of churches are declining, but we're seeing we're seeing some churches move forward and some of them are very young uh, Christians. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are seeing some of the biggest movement in Christianity is some of these people who have just come to Christ. Yeah. And we're seeing a lot of young churches and we're seeing a lot of and, and it seems like there's a lot of movement within churches that people, they don't stay because they're looking for some kind of uh, venue that fits them better or something that's striking. But when it, when it comes down to it, it's just about the Word of God and, and the Holy Spirit moving in lives. I mean, yeah. I don't care how it happens. I don't care if something's flashy or something's not flashy. Yeah. But if people come to know Jesus and their life be changed, then, you know, that's what we want. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, Max, we're going to be talking about this for the next uh, period of time here, and Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to move into Thessalonians tomorrow, and and I'm just going to be kind of joining him because, like I said, he's been working on a on a a series, and uh, so I want uh, we want to go over that, and and plus, of course, the time you hear this, his series would have been 
would be over. But uh, no, it wouldn't really, actually, because you're going to hear this. It will probably have be another week or two of his series at church. But thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Lord bless you, folks. Have a great one. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.